This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome back on the block here, brought to you by the Marcardo. I'm Jake Bachman. He is Eric Strickland, and we are back for another day of action here on the block. Uh, plenty to talk about. Not quite as uh, as busy as maybe yesterday, as there was uh, obviously so much talk about Adrian Martinez and his podcast. Kind of bleeded over to today, so uh, I thought it was kind of fun if you want to listen to uh, early break. Uh, they had some of that old school, obviously, in the captain. I thought they all did a, a pretty good job there. Anything, anything uh, after sitting on it overnight? Any any feelings come up about uh, the Adrian Martinez stuff, or do we cover that pretty well yesterday, Strick? I mean, it, it, it's understandable. I mean, you're you're going to get a lot of questions. He's a guy that they're looking to make change down there at at Kansas State to get them get them rolling, and and of course, any way that. Kansas State after we drubbed them so many times over so many years. <laughs> anyway, they could throw it back at us, especially, you know, it's like kicking uh, kicking a dog when it's down, you know what I mean? And any way you can, you can throw some shade or, or, or something into the mix like that, it's one of those things. They're definitely going to throw those. I mean, that's why they sell, sell papers. That's why they sell, you know, uh, drama, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so any way you can increase, increase that, why not? Yeah, yeah, and then that seems to be, and, and the other thing is just kind of the podcast area. You've got a lot of time to 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 fill. You got to say something, and and so uh, we'll see if if that kind of changes. And and you wonder because I think from. I mean, there's always the split fan base on Adrian Martinez one way or the other, but I think most people recognized him as a, a pretty good kid and, and a guy that would fight. And, and I mean, this whole story is based around the fact that he was very banged up and playing for Nebraska. And um, you could kind of see it in their game plan at times, uh, moving away from the, the quarterback designed runs, but they still called plenty of them. I mean, because that was part of the, the, the base of their offense. So uh, it, it, it's kind of... Uh, I hope that there's still at least a respect level there um, for Adrian on that point. But I, I think the more that you talk after you leave, especially so soon after you leave, uh, you kind of risk uh, some of that in the following going over there. I know some of my uh, old, uh, I think Big Sky's already planned, and I don't know, he, he's moved out of state, so maybe he's changing his plans. Um, I think he was planning on going to a Kansas State game this year during the bye week for Nebraska just to support Big Sky Adrian. moved? He did move. He moved to, to Iowa. We, we, we left you out of the... Out of the loop here, yeah. He's uh, he's moved on. Uh, got a, a newspaper writing job out there in Iowa. So congratulations good, to Big good Sky. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, good for him, man. I always loved Big Sky. Thought he was a a great presence. So dang, I can't talk about him anymore like I used to. I used to love, <laughs> yeah. you know, being that I spent some time in the Big Sky country, living up in Montana, um, in three years of my life, and all the the snow and the and the beauty of. Uh, the mountains and the start of the Missouri, it's it was beautiful. And dang, I thought I'd get that beauty every now and then. 
No, being able to no talk to Big Sky, but he's moved to Iowa. He's a <laughs> traitor. Big Sky, no, traitor. He's covering northern <laughs> Iowa. It's not Iowa State or Iowa. So he's, a, he's all right. Yeah, I know. Why'd you live in Montana? I didn't know you lived in Montana. Yeah, man. Um, you know, my father was a lieutenant colonel. He, well, he retired as a lieutenant colonel, and, and he was an officer. So obviously he was in missiles. So mm-hmm. up in up in Montana was where a lot of the silos were. So early in his career, he spent some time in the silos. So I got a chance to actually that was one of my birthday gifts. I thought it was it was kind of cool because he would go in there for days. And it was one of the coolest things, just being able to go into the silo and, and you, you go out in the middle of nowhere and you just you pull up and there's this like little shanty little shack looking house and you drive through the gates and you go up to it and you see these guys these mps with with m16s and they're just standing there and you got to go through a little process sign in and then you get on an elevator you think it's an elevator and it goes down and into the shaft and then next thing you know you're looking to the right and to the left and you're seeing land you're like seeing like the depths of ground uh. <laughs> and then you get to the bottom you go into this you know, i don't know how many tons 500 100 ton door and you're standing out front and they got to open it for you you walk across this little bridge and i looked out looked down it looked like it was going down to oblivion like <laughs> like i could look down and see china yeah. you know you may spit and it doesn't it done land anywhere and, and so you're you're in there and they're in this little room and a couple beds and they spend time in the silos. I got to see the missiles. It was pretty cool, man. It was it was a good time as a you know ten year old. Yeah, that's a, that is that would be really cool at that age, especially. Yeah, uh, so yeah. That, that is pretty cool. Um, he let I, me test the missiles. I mean, I didn't get no keys or nothing like that. <laughs> you got some extra. <laughs> around to turn the wrong key and a missile starts shooting off. That'd be crazy. <laughs> but yeah, no, I got to I got to kind of you know he let me do a little few tests and stuff like that so it was cool as a young kid yeah that is cool i maybe i, I don't know would you would you would you uh i guess tell people to go out to montana to to, to give it a shot or was it you were just kind of located in one spot you didn't get to really explore too much i mean we we, we got a chance to drive and go up in the mountains ski a little bit um you know, got a chance to explore. I always thought I was going to be a CMR wrestler. He knew, he knew, he knew what I was talking about when I, when I talked to him about that one time in the studio. And uh, I thought I was going to be a CMR wrestler. They, they, they wore green and gold and I thought I was going to be the man, but <laughs> obviously I ended up in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. And thank God you did. Cause, it, cause obviously uh, it's led you to where you are now. We're glad to have you with us. And of course the Nebraska program is probably pretty glad to have you uh, coming through there as well. Uh, speaking of the Nebraska program, jumping to the football side, um, they do have a spring practice coming up around the corner, about a week and a half here. And I thought it was a pretty intriguing article. Article um, today from Parker Gabriel of the Lincoln Journal Star, uh, trying to go through the most impactful Husker newcomers uh, this spring, and kind of just the newcomers in general. Um, and we can run through his list and kind of give a, give thoughts about ours as well. Uh, I think the obvious one is Casey Thompson. Um, I mean, so we, we'll we'll break down the list a little bit more. But uh, is he is he de facto number one just because of the position he plays? You think and the impact that that he has and taking over for Adrian Martinez, who was such a big part of this offense. I mean, I, I think you you, you got to definitely look at him as a potential impact player. I think one of the things about him is that that makes him that is that he has that that drive to want to uh, be the best uh, player that he can be. He wants to exceed anything that he has done. Or, I mean, he's obviously he doesn't have the the same type of tenure that Adrian will have being able, being able to play four years, but he has experience. 
Um, there's nothing that he hasn't seen that uh, would overwhelm him, so to speak. Um, I think he brings um, uh, leadership and a winning winning mentality. And I think one of the things he wants to do is he wants to change the narrative, right? He, he has a 500 record right now, and he wants to change that narrative. And he understands, I think, coming in, what is expected of him knowing that they, you know, went three and nine and one and eight in, in, in the, uh, the conference. And he wants to change that narrative. And, and I think he's one of those guys that's looking to, to take the ownership of that, that role. Obviously he's going to have a fight with Chubber Purdy and, and, um, and um, you know, the quarterback room and everybody that's in there yeah. that's looking to take the job. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and it's fascinating, too, just coming off of this Adrian Martinez, uh, you know, part of it is there's such a big talk about the culture in the locker room. And, I, you know, I don't I, <laughs> I don't hear too much of him talking about Texas culture and downgrading it or anything like that. But he also came from a, a school that was, trouble, you know, having trouble uh, piling up the wins the last couple of years. Um, and you would think that he's going to be a guy that if, if he does indeed win the quarterback job like he's expected to, um, will factor heavily into the culture discussion as well and I don't know if he'd be named a captain coming right over so quickly I know uh, Darian Daniels was a few years ago um, so it's certainly possible if you just kind of have that uh, impact coming into the locker room and at the quarterback position we've talked about it you you almost for most guys seemingly have to some guys can can you know their, their play can be so good um, that they can be a bit introverted or not very loud and, and maybe just kind of lead by example guy but the quarterback position is inherently I think you grow up you know playing it um, being looked at as one of the leaders on the team. So you talk about trying to flip the, the culture into a winning culture. Like I said, it wasn't necessarily that way at Texas. So it's going to kind of it's going to kind of be a blend from um, from you know the, the the current team in Nebraska and you know the quarterback leading that room um, to to somewhat flip that. But you know the, the easiest way to do that and the only way to do that to have a winning culture is to win. W's. Yeah. W's. No doubt. So I, I think that's pretty interesting. Really quick, we'll run down the list uh, since Parker Gabriel uh, did did throw it out there. Uh, he had I don't know if he had these guys listed in any particular order. Just to kind of no, I don't think he did. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just name the, the five. He named the top five guys that he had, uh, and we'll kind of run through them as well. Uh, Kevin Williams Jr., the offensive lineman for Northern Colorado, was also on that list. Of course, offensive line. Uh, the probably the weakest point of the Nebraska team last year, so that will be important. Deshaun Singleton, uh, Juco safety, uh, with the safety positions uh, likely open. That's another guy he had listed. Uh, Trey Palmer, the LSU transfer from wide receiver, expected to make a, an impact on that room as well as the special teams. And he had cornerback Tommy Hill of Arizona State uh, coming over after playing a few games for the Sun Devils. Uh, again, a, a, a starting spot open opposite Quentin Newsom. So maybe uh, those are the reasons you have those guys. Uh, of those guys, it's kind of interesting. I think Trey Palmer would probably rank pretty high for me um, on on a, on a top five list, just because of the speed. Um, you're looking to replace Samari Toure in that in that sort of role, I think, because Omar Manning and, and Xavier Betts are still kind of in their roles. I, although Xavier maybe could play kind of slot at times because he's he's pretty quick too, but he's he's a little bit bigger. Um, and then obviously the the special teams disaster that was last year. Uh, we've seen it before here at Nebraska where where it was a disaster under under Bo Pelini. They got DeMornay Pearsonell. He flipped some games that year. I mean, he absolutely changed some games with the dynamic punt returning that he had. I don't know if Trey Palmer is going to be, you know, it should be expected to be freshman year DeMornay Pearsonell because that was special. Um, but you expect to get something out of the return game with Trey Palmer. So I think that he's uh, probably number would be number two on my list. 
Yeah, Trey Palmer definitely with his speed and his ability to do multiple things. Uh, also in the kick return game, or he was he was very special there, uh, having a 58 yard uh, touchdown against Mississippi State, a 61 yard touchdown against Texas A&M. But one of the things that 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 many are critical of him, and which he would have to change and, and get better at, is is that the drop passes. So it, it left him out of some packages and some opportunities to be able to excel there. So obviously, I think that's something that he would be working on. But to be able to add him potentially as an addition in, in the run, in the kick game, the special teams, which is a, a deficit uh, part of the, you know, a deficient, a deficient part of the, uh, the Huskers team. Yeah, those are those are areas uh, with his versatility and his deep threat and his special teams ability is one area where he would look to make an impact, no doubt. Another guy that, that wasn't listed in this group, I, I think that's going to directly translate to points, and sometimes we look over spe- overlook special teams, is Timmy Bleakroad is going to be expected. To, that's the one I have on my list. Yeah, to yeah, be the kicker. No and I, I'll put him right up there because, I'm, again – like it, it has a trickle down effect. It's just not the it's not just the missed field goals. It changes how your you know what your play call is on third and six at the twenty seven, right? I mean, so it, it just I mean because then you have to factor in how close you have to get, how much confidence you have in your kicker, how many points you're down, you know, all that stuff uh, factors in. If you have a guy that you believe in, and he had a fifty one yarder that was as long, um, so he's at least got a leg to do it. Um, and, and was very accurate at, at Furman. Now, it's going to be a lot more – it's a lot different. I don't know how many fans they have cheering against him or for him at the Furman games, but at Nebraska, uh, it's, it's, it can be a hostile environment um, and in some of those pressure kick situations. So, um, But it's still, I thought that was an excellent grab out of the portal um, for them to, to identify a kicker. As, you know, obviously, it was easy to identify as an issue, um, but, you know, hopefully – he can be a, a big difference for the team, and, and and again, because his his position directly translates to points, I got to put him pretty high in the list. Yeah, you 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 know he was definitely on my high list. Um, you know, with, with Connor Culp, who was you know figured to be an upgrade uh, in twenty twenty after twenty twenty, where he went thirteen for 15, 20, 20 for twenty um, in extra points, he struggled. And you know, up through the Oklahoma game, he was three for eight. He missed a couple of pairs of extra points which then landed him on the bench. And then you had the uncertainty of the kick game. It was inconsistent. Uh, they ended up going 18 for 16 um, in in uh, kick, um, in uh, a field goal made. And then they also went 16 for 27, which was horrid. <laughs> you know, yeah. when you really look at it, even in extra points, they weren't very good. But Bleak Road, you know, coming in, uh, he scored 75 points while, you know, doing so on 78% which is a game changer. He was 30 for 32 and extra points. As you said, you know, the change is going to be just, there's going to be more people doing it, but you know, kickers are known to just focus in and hone in on what they're, what, what they're supposed to do. They kind of get to themselves and they do their thing. So hopefully that'll be a great addition. Um, I think that he would, he would definitely be a, a major impact in what they did, especially in some of the close games that they, they came up short in and some of those changes, they had to go forward on fourth down oh, or, yeah they had to make some of those changes because they just weren't sure that they were going to be able to get a, a good attempt at the kick. And there, and there was that, that one year where you had a solid kicking performance, but I mean, it, it's been that way basically at Nebraska under Scott Frost. Um, so, you know, it, it, 
I mean, that can can all these close games. It wasn't just last year, and I, I know we're we're um, probably going to hear all about you know the eight clo- close losses, the one possession games. Uh, of course, the ninth one was by eight points, so not much, uh, or by nine points, so not much further uh, down the road. But I mean, before that stat was kind of going out there, it was the stat of what what Frost was in one possession games his first three years at Nebraska, and that wasn't much better. Uh, in fact, it, it was a little bit better because he did get a win in the win column, but it wasn't uh, too much better. And, and So we'll have to run that down again. But, yeah, I mean, kicker can make a huge difference, especially for this team. Um, I didn't have Brian Bruschini quite on my list, but as far as a punter goes, you know, as we're nah. talking the same type of thing. Um, not they quite, need it. Yeah, not the same impact. But he was the punter of the year in the FCS, so um, yeah. I, I think that might be – Maybe an overlooked uh, addition, just because he's Agreed. not going to get a whole lot of uh, fanfare. But agreed. I, I think one uh, that I'm really keeping an eye on. Obviously, you're looking at Trey Palmer, but I'm looking at Janarian Bonner, who mm. you know we we were able to grab from Georgia Tech. I think assuming that he keeps progressing and he keeps uh, you know he handles the energy in- injuries that he had to. Uh, deal with I think that one of the things that they like about him is that he's good at getting 50 50 balls right uh, he's very you know he's very good at taking high pointing balls and 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 com- you know catching balls in traffic and so those are some of the things that he looked at you know prior to the injury man he had he had accumulated almost 20 offers and and the, these teams aren't light you know you're looking at Auburn you're looking at Baylor Colorado Florida State Georgia you know, in there as well as LSU, Michigan, Michigan State. Those are rivals for us. Oklahoma, um, Pittsburgh, which is good because Whipple is very familiar, I'm sure, with him as well. Uh, Tennessee. So he had a treasure trove of SEC schools that were looking to acquire his abilities. And so I think that uh, with his size, his deceptive speed, um, and his ability on field to really generate um, some changes of speed and direction, uh, and in route running, would I think he's maybe a surprise that I'm going to be looking at as a potential impact. Yeah, uh, I think. All, good one. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh mm-hmm. no, I was just saying that you know the receiver room. You, you've got a lot to pick for there. The coldest Crawford, uh, a name some people expect to be able to play right away. It's a position that maybe if you have the athleticism, you can get in there. Obviously, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, another one. Um, so they really did a good job again. Um, I, I mean, probably the best job uh, was Mickey Joseph taking the room that he had and completely transforming it into um, you know one that was you know you had some players there, and I don't I don't want to take away um, from the confidence level that you would probably have. Um, in 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 Omar Manning and Xavier Betts and even Oliver Martin. I mean, those those are guys that that have been through it and and maybe haven't quite hit their ceiling. You hope that he can kind of take them to the next level. Um, but it's it's not a position. It's it's probably the position of strength now on the offense uh, at the wide receiver position. So if some of these guys don't play, it'll probably just be because of a lack of snaps for for some of them. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, you also mentioned the line, the line position. I think one of the ones I'm going to be keeping an eye on is Hunter Anthony as well. Uh, who came over to us. I mean, we had a decimated line. Uh, I think he also played in a system that's very similar to the Husker style at at OSU, at Oklahoma State. Um, I think depending on what Whipple does, I mean, he started four games at right tackle, which has been a problem for us, the tackle position. Um, He played 10 games of the 12 uh, coming off of injury. He was the starter prior to uh, being injured. And then uh, as he came back, he had lost the position. But that happens with injury, unfortunately. But um, you know, him being, uh, you know, having been there, uh, he's looking to make a fresh start with the Huskers. I think he's going to come in and, and make an impact with his experience. And and uh, he'll definitely be in the conversation in, in a much needed offensive line 
Um, I'm, I'm looking to hopefully see some good things at the at the tackle position, whether it be on the left or the right side from Hunter Anthony as well. Yeah, and we're just focusing on guys that, that, that look like they'll be here for the spring. I, I think that there's certainly you could do this list right before the season and you might hopefully have an addition on the defensive line, right? I think there's still some work to yeah. do in the portal post spring, uh, whether that's guys kind of, you know, figuring out where they are on depth charts, other places or who knows. I mean, things always kind of play out and you might want to transfer for other reasons. But I think that that's still something they have to get. Uh, I did want to mention Anthony Grant. I, I don't think he should be overlooked. I think the running yeah. back room is uh, solid. I, I think there's a lot of good people pieces there um you're still looking for that kind of that guy to take it up at level and anthony grant could be that guy as the duck juco running back uh in the class choosing nebraska uh and 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 you know i i don't know if you'd put him on a, a top five list just because again that room is so deep and you, you feel comfortable with some of the guys that are there either way but um if you're looking to take it to the next level that that is definitely a possibility there and i also think omar brown the cornerback uh from Northern he on my list yeah he's he on my list on too list. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was the FCS uh, freshman of the year a few years ago. Was a bit banged up last year, but he could definitely factor into that cornerback position as well. Yeah, I, I think with the loss of uh, Markel Dismuke, uh, Deontay Williams, as well as uh, Cam Taylor Britt to the NFL draft, I mean that that's definitely a position they're going to look to solidify. And and I think he's one of the ones that has the swag that it's going to take, especially if. You know, depending on how they're going to operate on the defensive line, if they don't get any, uh, you know, tough interior defensive linemen that will be able, as in the past, you know, that's what made Nebraska so great. They were able to throw so many different packages at you because their defensive front, their front four was just getting pressure on you, you know, from the end position, from the interior. And you had guys like, uh, um, you know, uh, Wistrom and, and, and Tomich and, and the likes of them. And then, um, you know, some just some greats on the interior as well. And they were able to get it done with just four fronts. And so they were able to throw so many zone blitzes and different things at you. But him being able to have lockdown corner uh, uh, possibilities is one thing that I'm looking for to be an impact. Uh, he was one that that had six interceptions in one year. He he basically shut it down to where obviously, you know, the, the, the competition, I don't care. If you've got good footwork, you've got good ball skills and hawk skills that uh, – that that translates. I don't I don't care where you're playing. So I think him looking to just get more physical and to continue to uh, operate with that type of swag on the outside is going to bode well for him and being an impact, which is is a necessity, especially losing Cam Taylor Britt, who was so good out there on the on the, on the edges and, and on the uh, end of the corner position as well. Yeah, and we ranked the, the top quarterbacks in the Big Ten. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in this league. We did that yesterday. Um, I, I, I'm i intrigued. I know I know we're you know, talking newcomers here, but uh, you know Quentin Newsom, I thought, went from a guy that was getting picked on kind of just because he was the, the one that didn't have a whole lot of experience in the secondary last year to playing pretty well by the end of the year. But it's a whole different ball game when now you're the number one corner and you're taking on the number one assignment. Um, and and if, is he going to be able to take that step up? Hopefully we do see that uh, this year from him. Uh, we got to take a quick break when we come back. Evan Bland of the Omaha World Heralds will help us break down Husker baseball, which is right around the corner. I'll probably talk some basketball and football with him as well, but it's time for Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald here on the block right around the corner. <laughs> 